And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. All right, hang on. We have a gremlin in the station, ladies and gentlemen. Say again what? All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome. So, Windows 10, you you hear you you see me and hear me. Okay, thank you, Mrs. Boss. So, Windows 10, I had to run an errand, and I came back to find that my computer had restarted itself. And <clears throat> apparently reinstalled or installed a new update on the operating system, which means all of the windows and every application that I had running stopped, and I had to restart everything. And as a consequence of that, as the thundering herd goes above my head, as a consequence of that, the audio settings in OBS, which is the broadcast software that we use, isn't connected to anything now. So uh, my apologies for the rough entry uh, on on the show. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for being here. We are live from the bunker. Jason Hunt here. And here we go again. We'll get into that in a minute. The comments are open. The live chat's open. We are broadcasting live to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, and we're trying to get our Twitch following up to 100, and we start our watch parties again. We are starting to make a list on what we could watch over there. Uh, if you're into podcasts and not too much into watching videos like this, uh, we're on iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Amazon, Spotify, Apple, Double Twist, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Listen Notes. And I, I am of a mind because something, something that, that we did a, a long while ago, there was a time uh, toward the end of the, of the beginning of this channel, in, in the middle days of the H2O podcast, I took a break. And the H2O podcast became the Tim Harvey show for about eight episodes. And one of the complaints that Tim had about doing that is besides the fact that he was by himself and didn't really have anybody to interact with, but the I, the other thing is this happened just as all of the, the, um, the Harvey Weinstein stuff started to happen. And he found himself having to circle back to the same kind of topics over and over again. It's like, oh, I wish I could talk about something else. I wish I could talk about something else. And I'm, I'm sympathizing with him. I can sit here and say, well, I wonder what we're going to talk about. And then social media hands me a topic that is related to topics we have discussed before and is related to topics I would rather 
discuss something else. But here we are. And I don't pretend to be an expert on any of the things on which I opine. Now, there are some things where I have experience and I have skills that allow me to comment with some degree of uh, certainty. There are other things where I will purely speculate based on what information I do have and what understanding I have about a particular topic. And I will admit as such that it's speculation. I will always let you know when I'm shooting from the hip as opposed to speaking from experience. And in this particular case, I am somewhat shooting from the hip because I'm not a lawyer and I am not offering anyone any legal advice or commentary. I'm just observing from the outside what's going on in the Gina Carano situation. And this normally would be fodder for conversation over on the Ranker Pit, which is coming up on Thursday. And I imagine we might touch on it there. But we're going to be talking about toy photography over there on Thursday. And I don't want to disrupt the mood too terribly much. And this particular topic, this particular aspect, new development, as it were, would seem to demand a little bit more attention than what, uh, what we would be able to give it on the Ranker Pit. So I want to talk about this a little bit today. March 19th, Real Time with Bill Maher over on HBO. Bill Maher is the host. Bill Maher uh, has made comments about Gina Carano himself. And there is a clip of an appearance on that show by former Senator Heidi Heitkamp of North Dakota. Democrat. Not that that means anything. Uh, except that it kind of does. So I want to I want to play the clip here for a second. Let me let me set up this one real quick thing here because uh, the computer doing what it did set me back a little bit. Let's do that and let's do that. All right, so we'll put that there just to give credit where credit is due. Uh, this is Senator Heidi Heitkamp's appearance on Real Time with Bill Maher, March 19th. And going into this clip, Maher apparently is talking about cancel culture again. Hello, Stephanie in the chat. Welcome. And he seems to be not able to uh, to recall uh, cer certain things. And I'm hoping that the audio plays now because if it doesn't, we're going to have we're going to have an issue. So stand by here. Let me see if we can make this thing happen. So this is Bill Maher 
talking with Heidi Heitkamp. I don't know who the other guest is, uh, so here's here's the clip. Like this picture, uh, who was the woman in the Mandalorian? What did she do? She liked something? Or... She was a Nazi. Oh, that's different, yeah. right? I'm thinking of somebody else. Well, she's not a Nazi. She, she, yeah, she was, she's a white. She's a Look at that. She's you say you're calling her a she She's called other people Nazis. Right. So which she's is the Nazi. Okay, everyone's yeah. a Nazi now. Yeah. Um, she does hang with white yeah. supremacists. It's like a Mel Brooks she does. Movie. Yeah. Hangs with white supremacists. I suppose I'm now subject to defamation. I, I don't know. I mean, it depends on what your definition of white supremacist is. That your, also, the goalposts yeah. there changed a lot. Used You're, to be a guy in a clan hood right. who. But I think we have a, to. I think we have to be really careful. There's two things the Republicans think they're going to get Biden on: cancel culture and this whole Dr. Seuss stuff that's going on, where they're reading green eggs and ham, proving that some of these senators can actually read, and and um, and <laughs> and immigration, and and and. Now I'm not. I'm not too keen on her uh, characterization of Republicans there. I, I let that clip play a little bit longer so you get the the uh, lower third graphic there that identifies her, uh, just so we're clear who this is. Uh, so Heidi Heitkamp says these things about Gina Carano. Gina Carano is a Nazi, and she hangs out with white supremacists. Now, Bill Maher to his credit, pushes back a little bit and complains about the fact that the goalposts continue to move as far as the standards for definition of what makes up the wrong kind of person. But the question that I have, is this slander? Is this a form of defamation that Heidi Heitkamp has opened herself up to a lawsuit here? It's a question I'm asking because I don't know for sure because I'm not schooled in the law. So I go to law.com to get the definition of defamation because I want to make sure that I'm using the correct terms here. I want to make sure that I'm using the proper words, because words mean things. And you start slinging around words like Nazi and white supremacist. Those words mean things. Now, granted, as, as often as they've been slung around at random, just at people you don't agree with, some of the sting has been taken out of those words. Some of the real meaning has been taken out of those words. But I want to make sure that we are as accurate as we can be here. So this is from law.com, the legal dictionary that they have there. Defamation. The act of making untrue statements about another which damages his or her reputation. If the defamatory statement is printed or broadcast over the media, it is libel. And if only oral, it is slander. So there's different categories of defamation. Public figures, including office holders and candidates, have to show that the defamation was made with malicious intent and was not just fair comment. Damages for slander may be limited to actual special damages unless there is malice. And then we get into uh, the, the remedies of such. And then we have slander, which is a categorization uh, oral defamation in which someone tells one or more persons an untruth about another, which untruth will harm the reputation of the person defamed. 
slander is a civil wrong and can be the basis for a lawsuit. Okay, there's the definition of slander. Now we get into libel. To publish in print, including pictures, writing, or broadcast through radio, television, or film, an untruth about another which will do harm to that person or his or her reputation by tending to bring the target into ridicule, hatred, scorn, or contempt of others. Now, this is an interesting switch in definitions because the others are basically talking about saying things that are untrue about a person with the idea of doing harm to the reputation and whatnot. This particular definition seems to go past that and say this is going to do harm and it is distinguished from slander in that the the intent or the result is to bring harm to the person. You know, the ridicule, hatred, scorn, or contempt, you're basically trying to provoke a reaction in others toward the person that you're speaking about. Now, my question is, is what Senator Heitkamp said defamation, slander, libel, because... By by definition here, what we've just seen, defamation is sort of the blanket coverage term. Slander would be her saying these untruths in front of people, and which she did. There's a live audience there. There's Bill Maher hosted there. So all of that is 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 there. Libel, it's been broadcast. It was on HBO. I don't know if this was live or if this is pre-recorded. If it's pre-recorded, well, even if it's not pre-recorded, if it's live or pre-recorded, either way, what responsibilities and and obligations does HBO have? And I've sent an email to one of my publicity contacts at HBO who handles uh, Bill Maher's show and said, you know, does anybody want to come on and talk about what HBO's responsibilities are in this? Have not gotten a response yet. <clears throat> but this this Gina Carano thing seems to be continuing to be a lightning rod for a lot of people. There are a lot of people that are upset about this. Uh, Ms. Carano's reaction, quite understandably, uh, is uh, she is not pleased. Uh, quote here. Here we have more of the dehumanizing phase of cancel culture. Repeat lies over and over until the population takes them as truth. False, disturbing, and disgusting language coming from a former U.S. senator. Heidi Heitkamp, you knew as soon as you said it, you were liable. I want to I play this again because... Senator Heitkamp herself says that it's likely that she's opening her opening up for a defamation. Listen, uh, listen to this. Uh, let me get. All right. Here we go. 
Mandalorian, what did she do? She liked something? Or... She was a Nazi. Oh, that's different, yeah. right? I'm thinking of somebody else. Well, she's not a Nazi. She, she, she was, she now, was Bill, Bill pushes back. She's not a Nazi. She's, you know, he, she's, she's, he's getting, he's giving her a little pushback here. But when she says this, I want to see, look at her, look at her. So she's looking down when she says all of this about being oh, a Nazi. Right. I'm <laughs> this is avoidance body language, I think. I've, I've watched a number of the body language ghost videos to get a, a, But see right there, when she's sitting there and let me get back to that. Watch her, watch her. She's, she's got her eyes closed and she's pushing her hand out. Basically like, no, 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 I'm, I'm pushing this, I'm pushing this fact out, but I'm not looking at it. This, she's not in any of this clip. She, she's called other people Nazis. Right. Which she's is the Nazi. Okay. Everyone's yeah. a Nazi now. Yeah. Um, she does she, hang with white supremacists. It's like a Mel Brooks she does. Yeah. Hangs with white supremacists. I suppose I'm now subject to defamation. I, I don't know. I mean, it depends on what your definition of white supremacist is. That your, also, the goalposts yeah. there changed a lot. You used to be a guy in a clan hood right. who... But I think, we have to, I think we have to be really careful. There's two things the Republicans think they're going to get Biden on. Cancel culture and this whole Dr. Seuss stuff that's going on where they're reading green eggs and ham, proving that some of these... So uh, note, notice here, when she starts talking about the whole Dr. Seuss stuff... There's two stuff. things the Republicans think they're going to get... All right, now she's making direct eye contact with Bill Maher here. As she gets into her her position paper, her, her talking point as a politician. Now, right there, when she looks up and out, this is memory search as far as I can, uh, as far as I can recall from what I've learned about body language, this is memory search. The eyes go up searching memory. So she's accessing something that she knows or she's experienced and something she's gone through. So this whole Dr. Seuss thing, this has been going through all, all uh, in the, in the media and the social media for a while. So she's using that. Uh, hello, Curtis, uh, on an entertainment show, the argument for free speech can be made. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes, sometimes free speech doesn't necessarily, you know, like people say, you know, free speech doesn't mean free from consequences. She's saying things. That could, I don't know, could be actionable. Reading green eggs and ham, proving that some of these senators can actually read. And, and, um, and, <laughs> and immigration. She's got tension in the forehead, all of that squinty, squinty, squinty. Now, tension on television is normal for somebody who is not used to being on television. So there's going to be a little bit of that in me. Hey, I made it funny. I made a funny. So we can't ignore the fact that we got Donald Trump was in. All right. So the rest of this is, not, but, but this here, but you look at some of what she's saying. 
it doesn't feel genuine to me. And it feels like she's saying, she's saying these things because this is what she's been told to say, or this is what she's been, not necessarily, I don't want to say programmed to say, conditioned to say. This is what she's used to saying. This is the narrative. You know, this has been discussed now for, for several weeks. And the narrative, according to uh, everything that, that we've seen, the narrative is that Gina Carano is this terrible, terrible person. And somebody caught this rather interesting item. If you go and look at Heidi Heitkamp's Twitter account, it says right here that she is a contributor to ABC News. ABC is owned by Disney, which also owns Lucasfilm, which has a beef with Gina Carano. Curtis, yes, people have been calling Nazis for a while. People have been calling other people Nazis for a while. But nowadays, and especially in these last four or five years, it is one of those things where now it's it's almost, like I said before, it's almost lost its sting as a pejorative, except everybody is a Nazi. If you don't agree with me, you're a Nazi. If you don't hold to the same beliefs that I do, you're a Nazi. If you're not on the left, you're a Nazi. And that seems to be the order of the day in terms of how you how you how you unperson someone, how you other someone, how you make them the enemy by trying to associate them with, with reprehensible uh, character types. And that's one of the things that uh, has ramped up, I think, of late. Now, the other part of this is when you look at some of the things that Senator Heitkamp says, uh, the question of malice comes into play. Does she say these things because she intends to do harm to Gina Carano, or does she say these things just because this is the thing to say? Bill Maher's show is edgy, funny, comedy, commentary. Maybe she's just trying to, you know, Make the joke, as it were. I don't think that's the case. It doesn't seem to be the case. But it is interesting that she that she goes down this path, that she pushes this narrative that we've been hearing. Now, this was March 19th when she was on Bill Maher's show. March 11th is when the Forbes article came out from Gene Delvecchio basically calling into question the management practices of Disney and Lucasfilm over this and other things, you know, shooting Mulan next to a concentration camp being one of them. But you look at Heidi Heitkamp's Twitter account, and I find it interesting that if you go through a lot of her posts, a lot of her posts, there is not very much engagement on any of this. You know, a couple of retweets here, you know, double-digit likes, 14, 52, 25, 34, 36. And then you go to this one post where she says, hey, I'm going to be on Bill Maher's show. And right now it's sitting at 146 likes. 
and 1,300 replies. Now, if I understand how Twitter works, these 1,300 replies are probably not positive. I think this is what they call being ratioed on Twitter. The responses here basically calling her out for her comments on Bill Maher's show. Uh, I would like to have some official advice and commentary from people in the know, people who have law training and degrees. Is this slander? Is this defamation? Is it actionable? Because something has to be done in order to check this behavior. And by check this behavior, I mean body check. Slam them into the wall hockey style. Enough is enough. You cannot. And as the left likes to say a lot of times and remind us every chance they get, you cannot just say things and expect them to get away with it. There are consequences, right? I mean, if, if the left wants to put out there that there's this consequence culture out there, where are the consequences for saying these things about people, these hateful things about people? Senator Heitkamp knows what she's doing. But I don't see anything in her body language that would indicate that this is anything that she thought about. This is just an off-the-cuff by rote because this is what the narrative is. That's my impression. Curtis says, I think she's pandering to a sympathetic audience. Very likely. But see, the thing about it is, this is the other part of this. Bill Maher has been the target of cancel culture himself and has spoken out against it. I'm really surprised that he didn't push back on her a little bit harder than he did. But it could also be, you know, she says something out of the blue, uh, you know, out of, out of it. But he set her up. Did he remember her name? I don't know. But she immediately knew who he was talking about. Was that a setup? Did he give her a softball over the plate and she, and she took a swing at it? I don't see why he would do that, having been the target of this kind of thing himself. But ratings are ratings. I mean, you've got you've got people talking about it. People are talking about the show. It's publicity. I don't know. By the way, Valjean, I see you in the chat. Welcome. I don't know that I've seen your name in the chat before. It's good to see you there. I would rather... This show, I would rather be having conversations about a lot of different other things. We keep circling back to this because it's in the news. It's in the, it's in the, the, the discussions of the day. It's in the social media. People are talking about this. And there are a lot of people who feel very strongly about this on both sides. Curtis says, is there any validity to the allegations she hangs out with supremacists? I don't see any. But see, the thing about it is, though, here's the, here's the other part of that question. If there is validity to that allegation, there would be proof. And if Senator Heitkamp wants to come on and say, Gina Carano hangs out with white supremacists, then she'd better be bringing receipts. 
And Bill Maher should immediately talk to her and say, that's a very strong thing to say. Do you have proof? Because if we're going just on your say-so, that means nothing. Where is the proof? As, they, as the youngins say, where are the receipts? Who's got the receipts? Because everything that I've seen does not support that allegation. I have not seen her post anything that would indicate that she's a white supremacist or hangs out with white supremacists. Now, you go back to that rewriting Ripley article, that's a very well-crafted hit piece that, that lines everything up and says that anybody who hates The Last Jedi is an alt-right Nazi, white supremacist. I mean, that could that's part of the narrative. Part of the narrative is that we all who hate The Last Jedi are a bunch of racist, sexist, bigot homophobes. That's the narrative. And they like to pick and choose statements out of context in order to prove their narrative, but it doesn't hold up under scrutiny. And again, it looks like a coordinated thing because even, even if HBO is owned by Warner, Heitkamp works for ABC which means she works for Disney. Is this an opportunity to take another shot at Gina that was planned, or is this just something off the cuff? Because she doesn't look like she's thinking about what she says. She's just riffing on an idea that's already out there. She's parroting a line that she's heard. I see no memory search in her body language. Her eyes, her eyes actually close. She shuts off. Yeah, Cur Curtis says, I've never heard, all I've heard is that she's a conservative in Hollywood and Holly weirdos don't like that. That's exactly what it is. I mean, she's she and and Pedro Pascal have both made posts that could be categorized the same way as inflammatory. Let's say. Normally, I sit and I wait for stories to play out, but this one here. Uh, you know, this this has been out there for a couple, almost a couple of weeks now, and nobody's been talking about it. It's almost like it slipped under the radar. YetiCast uh, was one of, was the first one to point this out and say, "Hey, did anybody see this? Why is why are we not talking about this? Because this this is not the kind of thing that perpetuates any kind of reasonableness." any kind of productive dialogue on matters of disagreement, let's say. I, I look at this and I, and I wonder, how far are things going to go? How far are we going to let things get before we really work to put the kibosh in all of this.
this. I mean, I, I ran across a photograph the other day of a flyer, a Black Lives, uh, Black Lives Matter flyer that basically says we're not going to stop until homic white homicides are higher than blacks. We're not going to stop until blacks are in charge of the government. We're not going to we're not going to let you date outside your race, whites. Hate is okay when it's directed at white families. Calling each other names, calling each other, you know, these these vile despicable things. This is hate speech, Senator Heitkamp. It is, in, in, by, my, by my understanding of all of this, this really does appear to me to be defamation. And I get it, Gina Carano's a public figure. Hello, Darius, welcome. Um... Well, see, and, and you talk about Tom Selleck, Curtis, and, and Stephanie. He, he's, he's a conservative. He's a more, I think, an independent libertarian than he is a Republican. Um, because I remember he, he had talked about this uh, on, I think, I think, Rosie O'Donnell's show a while back, you know, where he said that he, he was an independent. And independent kind of gives you a little bit of cover. Because independent gives you some wiggle room to to do whatever you feel is best, depending on on who's got the best ideas, at least in in theory. Uh, but yeah, he's he's been outspoken uh, a number of times. I mean, you look at some of the things that that Clint Eastwood has said, but Clint Eastwood can afford to say them now because he's established in his career. He's he's well into his career. He's very successful at what he does, so he can he can get away with it. And it's sad that that's where we are. I mean, you look at the 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 interview. Uh, there was an interview that uh, Scarlett Johansson just did in uh, a publication in the UK, where basically she sat there and said, "Politics is not my thing." Now she has been active in politics. She has you know she's supported Joe Biden, and she's gone out and she's appeared at rallies and she's spoken in public and that kind of thing. But when it comes to her job as an actor, as a performer, she says, my job as a performer is to evoke an emotion in the audience and, and, and the audience comes away from the performance with something of value. Politics doesn't enter into it and it shouldn't. And there's, there is no obligation, there should be no obligation for performers, for actors, for people in Hollywood to be part of that public dialogue about politics. Your job is actor, not activist. I'm paraphrasing. But she's basically said that the Hollywood types should probably keep their mouths shut because this is not our job. Politics is not our job. Acting is our job. And we'll see what the reaction will be to that because I imagine, because she's been the target of cancel culture before herself a couple of times, I imagine that the cancel culture will circle back on her again. 
And yes, Stephanie, Kurt Russell does the same thing. We're actors. Politics, politics, keep your mouth shut about politics. And I would say that applies on both sides. If you're playing a part on a TV show, if your job is to entertain me, I don't care what your politics are. Right or left. I don't care. I shouldn't care. You shouldn't put it in my face to care. Uh, Curtis says, fame provides a platform. I think actors, musicians, magicians, etc., who use that for political agendas are risking a lot. Uh, Gina's an example. But see, the thing about it is, why, why are there consequences for Gina to say something and there are no consequences for, say, Pedro Pascal to say something? Because Pedro Pascal said, said something just as inflammatory, if not more so. Rules for thee and not for me seems to be the order of the day when it comes to this, because if you tow the line, if you tow the party line, if you have the correct right-think opinions, then you can get away with a lot. But if you have wrong-think opinions, then you should be shut down. Not just shut down, not just fired from your job. But you should be unpersoned. You should be held for public ridicule and shame. You should be pilloried in the street, burned in effigy. That seems to be the general prevailing opinion about people who have an opinion that the left, the, the progressive far lunatic left, doesn't like. And there are people who are on the left, moderate left, who are looking at this saying, this is crazy. But the people who are in the moderate left are also being called alt-right because they're not far enough left. And who knows, maybe, maybe Senator Heitkamp is just buying into whatever the rhetoric of the day is. We don't know. I would be interested to see what her comments are now that this is this is in the public arena more than it was and what the response has been and the reaction has been and the blowback that this is getting. I would be very interested to see what Senator Heitkamp has to say about it because she's lobbed a cannonball right into the middle of everything. She's basically said Gina Carano's a Nazi. It's crazy what we're looking at. Curtis says, could there be inherent hypocrisy in the fickle nature of fans with Twitter? I'm not sure. I'm not sure where you're going with that question. Because overall, in a general sense, let me let me see if I can I, I go with this. Twitter doesn't necessarily seem to be fickle, except There are, like with anything, you have factions and different groups that use Twitter for various different purposes. The cancel culture crowd 
generally seems to be the group on Twitter that is more fickle than conservatives. Conservatives seem to generally be consistent. And if somebody says, I don't, I don't, I don't hold to the same viewpoint, blah, 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 that you do, conservatives are not as quick to sit there and go cancel this person, you know, shut down their insurance, get them fired. We'll, you know, conservatives generally will boycott a product. Oh, I'm not going to buy that product anymore. But the left, the cancel culture left generally seems to be the ones who go after the person. Uh, Curtis says I was being ironic. It's okay. It helps me fill time on the hour. Uh, Curtis says, I've fallen victim to cancel pressure of a few. I was banned from joining Actors Equity because and only because I worked at a theater that they didn't like. It's going to happen. It's going to happen a lot more un unless, until and unless, and I say until, it has to happen at some point. Somebody is going to have to be the one to push back and say, the line must be drawn here. No further. And I have to wonder if Gina Carano is the one that's drawing that line. Because she's not backing down. She's not going away. She's not giving up. And even though her posts may be, you know, conservative, questionable, whatever, she's not saying anything that is completely unique to her. Other people are saying the same thing that she says. Other people have those questions, ideas. So it's not anything unusual. She's not an outlier in terms of some of the things that she says. Neuroblossoms, welcome to the chat. First time I've seen that name. Good to see you there. I think Gina is going to sue. It's pretty clear that all the falsehoods said about her have impacted her livelihood. There is that. Well, there and there. That's the other thing. Torsha's interference. How much of this could be? Let's go after her reputation in order to do harm enough that it affects her career. Mazers, good to see you. Uh, you say you're having a bad day. I hope things get better for you, sir. I really do. Um, uh, I left Twitter. I left Twitter for the short term. I'm having serious issues with what's happening on it, which stinks because there are people I love talking to on it. And I suspect anyone famous who goes after cancel culture will be downplayed by the members of cancel culture at minimum. I think. Well, I think Stephanie's got a good point. If you've got some, if you've got a high enough profile. Somebody like a Scarlett Johansson or a Bill Maher or, or Sharon Stone, she says. Uh, there's going to be a little bit more insulation, shall we say. Uh, you can call out the cancel culture and feel fairly secure that you're not going to become a target of it, uh, at least in the short term. There might be some of that. Um it's it's one of those things where you know, you consider the source, depending on who's saying what. Um, every little bit 
of pushback against cancel culture helps put a dent in that armor, put a, put a, a, a crack in the wall, as it were. And I think um, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to make a prediction that this year or next, maybe this year or next, the whole thing is going to fall down, down like a house of cards. I think the cancel culture is about to implode. I'm hopeful that the cancel culture is about to implode. I can't say for sure. I, 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 can, I can say my prayers. But at some point, this, this is going to have to collapse because it's not sustainable. Because it's a, it's a circular firing squad. We've talked about this before. Eventually, they're going to go after each other. They eat their own. The difference between conservatives and liberals, just as, a, as an anecdotal observation, liberals are very good about circling the wagons and protecting their own more than, more than conservatives are. I, I give them that. But circling the wagons makes it easier to set up the circular firing squad. Curtis says, in my personal experience, those who attack are hiding terrible, terrible things. That is probably much more accurate than you might think. He says, the thing that gets me, cancel culture populated by liberal folk like me, but not like me, and their thinking is so puritanical. It, that's a good point. It's almost religion. It's almost, I mean, they, it has all of the trappings of religion. There's a creed, there's a code, there are certain words, there are certain methods and practices and, and dynamics to the movement. And there is a ferocity and a zealotry that you could attribute to this. And it is almost a religious fervor. And anyone who doesn't agree, it's not just we don't agree, it's you're the enemy. It kind of reminds me of some other, some other group, some other movement, uh, uh, some, some people, it starts with an I, uh, it starts, it, they, they do some bad things. Some people do some bad things sometimes. The cancel culture reminds me of that. Now, we haven't gotten to the point yet. Well, I guess we have with the riots and such. But the cancel culture hasn't gotten physically violent to the point yet where, you know, guns drawn, shots fired, as it were. And I hope we don't get to that point. We have more important things to debate in, in the overall general population. But... It's just, I don't know where it's going to end, but it is going to end. There is going, this, this stuff is cyclical. It is a, it is a, there, there is a pendulum and it's going to swing back, hopefully more toward the middle and reasonableness. Um, one can hope that the collapse of social media might come along with it. 
but we'll see. Um, I am I am still waiting for uh, for a response back from um, from HBO from representatives from HBO. Let me let me check my my email real quick and just see if anybody has responded yet. I I don't expect a response. I don't expect anybody to come back and say, "Well, yes, we're going to say," you know, nothing there. All right, so. Uh, no response there. So if we do get a response, I'll update uh, accordingly, and I'll let you guys know. But uh, it's you know one of these days. Uh, it, Curtis, you wanna you wanna debate the merits of Last Jedi at some point with me or with with somebody in the chat? Um, I have I've said before it's pretty. Cinematography on it is really good. Music on it is really good. I like John Williams' music. Um, but uh, you want a flame war? Uh, <laughs> now, see, I flame wars. What is what? What good are flame wars? I think it'd be kind of fun to debate the merits of the Last Jedi. Maybe I've seen it once, and I had such a visceral response to it. Um, and the longer I think about it and the more that I think about it, the more I hate that movie. Um, for a number of reasons, not, not politically motivated, it's craft more than anything else, but it's also what, what Ryan Johnson did to Luke Skywalker as the hero archetype really angers me, really bothers me. And I know why he did it. Well, I know, I know why he says he did it, um, but yeah, objectively speaking, just from a craft standpoint, uh, the story doesn't make any sense. Uh, the characters are not acting in character from what's been established before. There's a lot of things, and we could we could do something. So anyway, uh, Curtis, I miss you too. I'm glad I'm glad everything you're you're holding up and and everything's going well. It would be nice to have you back. Um, hopefully we'll, we'll get, we'll get you more involved. You can hear Curtis every now and again on the Zompocalypse, uh, Zompocalypse Now podcast, uh, Curtis and Tim and Dustin Adair over there talking about various different zombie things. I think you guys are talking about the walking dead and the stand, uh, and some other things you can find that, uh, on various podcast platforms. Look for Zompocalypse Now, Z-O-M-B-pocalypse now. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a fun show. They have some good conversations over there. And um, we have some decent conversations here, too. So when when we have guests, uh, we like to do that a little bit more than me just spouting off for an hour. If you have suggestions for guests, people that you'd like to see us invite to the show, uh, you can let us know that. Send us uh, uh, an email, live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. You can send us a comment, you know, leave a comment. Uh, give us a suggestion. Uh, suggest topics. Tell us. Tell us what you would like for uh, for me to cover here on this show. Um, and you know, if you've got ideas of some different things, you know, things that may not may not have popped up on our radar, and and uh, we need to take a look at, and we'll do that too. Uh, I like to tell people that this this show is sort of a combination of of live uh, uh, Larry King live and, and inside the actor studio. I very much would like to have this be a conversation as much as possible with people. 
so yeah, if you've got ideas for for guests, send them my way. I, I want to talk to as many people as possible. Now, Darius says Lucasfilm still cannot accept that the Last Jedi was bad. Maybe. I don't. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say I suspect that Disney Lucasfilm as an entity, as a corporate entity, Disney Lucasfilm does not care if The Last Jedi was objectively bad. I think they care about The Last Jedi not making as much money as they wanted it to. And I think that's the only thing they care about. They don't care about the PR blowback. They don't care about the negative comments. I think the only thing they care about is how much money it made and how much money it didn't make that they wanted it to make. You saw this with Solo. Solo, um, Solo didn't do very well. As a consequence, it didn't make money. And after that is when Bob Iger sat there and said, you know, we probably want to rethink our release schedule. It's, it's dollars. Now, Stephanie, I know there, there is the social media at Lucasfilm and Disney. There is no proof that they're involved in any of that, the, the rewriting Ripley stuff or anything like that. Ryan Johnson has called us, you know, man babies. Okay, fine. But from a corporate standpoint, there is no, there is no corporate position that says fans bad. All of that's in the social media sphere, and that's you know individual people who are doing individual things, and you can't, you can't attribute that to a corporate policy, at least not yet. There are people that are acting in certain ways that are unacceptable and reprehensible. Yes, Pablo Hidalgo being one of them. And the people over at write, uh, rewriting Ripley. And if the suspicion about Michelle, Bach, uh, Michelle uh, 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 Buckman's involvement is, is, if there's anything to that, if you can prove coordination with the official corporate entity, that's, that's a different thing. But I think it is one of those things. <laughs> Solo lost money. Raylos are weird. All right, Darius. I know what videos you've been watching. <laughs> well, and you go and you look at, at 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 how they're trying to characterize it, and it and it does the the money that's left on the table, the fans that walk away from all of this stuff. It's not just the money left on the table with the box office. It's the merchandise as well, and that's what they care about. Make no mistake, Disney doesn't care about Star Wars as a as a story. They don't care about the fans appreciating story or not appreciating the story. They're looking at the bottom line. They're looking at the money. Now, from that standpoint, if you want to sit there and say that there's a certain segment of fans and they want to discredit this certain segment of fans because they think the fandom menace is affecting sales then then you could make that argument. 
but I don't think that there's one cohesive. I, th- I think it's all scattershot enough that it really feels like it's organic and unplanned. There's, there's no, there's no, it doesn't feel like this is a coordinated thing so much as it's just anybody that, anybody that hates on the last Jedi is an easy target. So let's push them and poke them and prod them and try to deplatform them and try to defame them and try to ruin their reputations and get them all off. We talked about this yesterday with the IMDB thing. Somebody is doing something. There is something going on, yes. I don't know if it's sanctioned by Disney Lucasfilm. If it turns out to be the case that it is, then boy, howdy, are there going to be conversations had. Because the investors are asking questions. And if that information were to come to light, that there was any kind of coordination, official coordination from people in corporate at Disney and Lucasfilm, whether it's Kathleen Kennedy or or Michelle Rejwan, or whoever. If there turns out to be coordination between people employed by Disney and Lucasfilm with anybody that's out here slandering fans, then that's a whole new crop of monkeys in the barrel. And that can cause more problems, and I'm sure that they would like to avoid that. So if any of you know, if any of you have information, if anybody's working at Lucasfilm and you would like to give us a scoop, I'll take it. Be nice if we could verify it, but you never know what's going to happen. So I don't know. I just, yeah, well, Curtis, yeah, there would not have been Return of the Jedi without without the action figures. There wouldn't have been an Empire Strikes Back without the without the action figures. The merchandising sales are what gave Lucas the money to make the Empire Strikes Back on his own without studio involvement. He did what he was able to do because of that deal. So, anyway. All right. So, all right. That is our hour. Uh, to be honest, I didn't know that we were going to get an hour out of that. Um, but I, you know, 32 years, I've got the gift of gap. Tomorrow, hopefully we'll talk about something else. You never know. Maybe I, it'd be nice. I'll, I'll go. I'm going to go back through my emails and see if I've got any responses back to my invites for, for a thing. On Monday... It's looking like we're going to be able to talk money. Uh, we're going to look at the the collapse of the uh, stock price on Viacom, CBS, and Discovery Network. Um, not sure what's going on there, but there's something going on there. So we're going to take a look at it. Uh, Dan Danford and Matt Stevens, I think, are going to be back to talk about that. They were here to talk about the GameStop uh, situation. So we're going to take a look at that, and hopefully on Monday we'll have that conversation. And then tonight... We will have a brand new Salacious Crumbs, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, with all of the latest Star Wars news and a little bit of rumor. And then on Thursday, we will have a new discussion in the Ranker Pit. And Thursday night is going to be a little bit of fun. We're going to have some different uh, action figure and toy photographers 
uh, with us to talk about uh, the stuff that they do with uh, with action figures and, and and photography. Some of this some of this photography is just really 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 impressive. So we're going to have some fun talk about that. And then on Saturday, of course, we've got uh, Good Morning Multiverse with all the latest news and a new uh, Foreign Bodies at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, they're going to stay in Canada, Mr. Harvey and Ms. Walker in Canada, again, talking about the work there, the horror stories coming out of Canada. And that's going to do it for us today. Thanks very much for everybody. Um, let's see here. Ranker Pit has those um so, yeah, Salacious Crimes, we don't have guests on Salacious Crimes. That's on Ranker Pit, right, Mazers? Uh, tonight's just news. Ranker Pit is the discussion. Salacious Crimes is the news. So we, we try to make the distinction between the newscasts, you know, uh, uh, Salacious Crimes, Triple Bites, Good Morning Multiverse, and then all of the opinion shows stay separate there. So uh, anyway, okay, so there we are. Thanks very much for being here, folks. Everybody that's in the chat, it was a very lively chat today. Darius, Mazarus, uh, Stephanie, Curtis, Robert, uh, all of you who are there, uh, Valjean, Neuroblossoms, uh, is that everybody? Is that everybody? Is that everybody? That's a good chat. Now, I do have a request. Those of you who are still here who stuck with me, I do have a request. If you are so inclined, and if you have a Twitch account, we're trying to get our following count up to 100 over there. There are a couple of goals that we need to hit uh, so we can start doing watch parties again. We have everything set up. We just want to we just want to get the, you know, kind of prime the pump a little bit. So if you have a Twitch account and if you like to follow us over there, that would be greatly appreciated. We're sitting at 86 right now. So that's going to do it for us today. Thanks very much for being here, folks. We will be back tonight with New Salacious Crumbs at 9, 8 Central, and then back here tomorrow at noon Central for more live from the bunker. Remember, there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio, copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.